the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas uh, with Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick and Trace Hazlett. Doc Hazlett is in for Dr. Jerry Parsons today. So uh, we uh, want to give you the opportunity to call us and ask your gardening questions. Can you hear, Terry? 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867 or toll free. It's 866-308-8867 or come by the nursery. And visit with us, and uh, we can answer your gardening question in person. Trace and Calvin uh, uh, do that all the time before the show. Trace had a, a couple questions before the show. Uh, so, uh, of course, somebody here at Millburgers can help you pretty much all the time. So, uh, But we encourage you to come by during the show. All right. What's going on, gentlemen? What happens if they come by during the show, Milton? Well, they'll be on the air. Oh, oh no! If they want a pair, they can they can get a pair of tickets to see the Gunslingers. Not well this Saturday. Now it's officially this Saturday. Uh, the game is against the Carolina Cobras. It's first responders' night or afternoon because the game starts at three. Uh, the pregame festivities start at two fifteen. But yeah, we'll we'll uh, send you information on how to pick up a pair of tickets. So you got to come by and say hi and uh, tell me you'd like a pair of tickets while we're here. Cool. Thank you, Trace. You're welcome. Yeah. Adjust me a little bit and see if we can get. How's that? That's better. Okay. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867, the number to call. So what else is going on, Calvin? Well, just more of the heat and keeping everything watered. It's uh. That was, uh, I think we have both. Trace's questions were about water, or the answer was water. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, this is uh, you know, generally we have a easier time of taking care of plants when they're in containers. But um, right now, if the containers are not very are not large, you're watering them every single day, especially if you've got something like tomatoes or uh, even. Even uh, our uh, vincas and uh, uh, zinnias and uh, the the other blooms that we're using, they we use them in small, showy containers. But that means that they they need a lot of water once a day. Well, these people had uh, some other things working against them. So in my mind, when you're going to grow something in a pot, you shouldn't grow anything that gets taller than the pot is tall. And so they were doing a cherry laurel. 
So a five-foot cherry laurel in a pot that's about a foot and a half tall. Okay. Mm. Um, and then they were only watering it till the water came out the bottom hole and wondering why it wasn't doing so well. So in my mind, anytime you were watering a container, you water it over and over and over again till you stop seeing air bubbles. Yeah. It's got to come out the bottom, but that doesn't mean that it has wetted the soil. Right. So it's got it's you, you got to be just and especially at the beginning of a of a planting or a beginning of a heat wave or something you once you get behind it's 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 tough to catch up so be generous with the with that water it really doesn't amount to a lot yeah uh, but uh, you know doubling the going from two gallons to four gallons or six gallons really does make a difference in the health of the plant. Was she, uh, your bubble thing uh, resonated with her. She was. She kind of repeated it and said, okay, I'll just keep water until I don't see any bubbles. That's that's the right answer on any container, whether yeah. it's little short plants, big tall plants. Uh, you know you've actually watered the plant well when the air bubbles stop. All right. So how do you know when you've, uh, uh, I'm forgetting the term for it, when you've got too much roots? Uh, when you're having to water more than you want to water, okay. you need to go to a bigger pot okay. or to the ground. In their case, they're going to go to the ground this fall. Okay. I, uh, I went and, uh, gosh, I think I, these, these trees have been in for uh, nine months now. I went this morning though, and watered them. It's a little, a little harder in our uh, rocky uh, soil. There, you just got to be be generous and uh, diligent. Yeah, and keep at it. That's right. Yeah, you're 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 great as long as it uh, doesn't get a, bit, a deficit. But that once you you pass that line, it's it's tough. So don't you know? Just go ahead and uh, use a few extra gallons in there to make sure that yeah that the water is a sufficient. To uh, make it through the this heat, is this ever going to heat? Is it ever going to stop? Historically, it has to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Christmas <laughs> Christmas time. Well, Mary is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. She's got a Queen's Crown report. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi. Oh, glad to be here. Thank y'all. Yes, just want to let you know that the Queen's Crown is doing its usual rampant, take-over-everything behavior, and I'm so glad to see it right now when everything else is suffering so much. So I want to let what? y'all know. And also, I got some white Queen's Crown from your nursery a few years ago, and it's beautiful with the pink, and it, it's doing real well. And I hey. did want to ask, can I grow that from seed, from the white flowers? Um, Will white come back? I doubt it would come back true to uh, to the plant, but it's worth a try. Oh, okay. the seeds? Yes, from yeah, the well, flowers. Yeah, you could end up with a whole new color. Yeah, well, you if you wanted white ones, get a piece of that that root. Oh, I mean, okay, you, you're right. Yeah, you know they they, they, they those roots want to be everywhere. They the, do, yes. The salesman in me tells me that we need to tell you we have red ones. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, I've had the red before, and I do love it. I do love it. But it seems like that pink is so much stronger than that 
red. It, it came back it, pink. Yeah. It's the original color, so it's it's always going to be the dominant. Well, how about dominant. the white? Is the white as strong as the the red or the pink? It's an, it's stronger than the red, and of course, I don't. The pink has had a head start of about thirty uh-huh. years, you know, on it. But I got it about five years ago. It's still hanging in there, and I do have more white. And it's a strong white. You know how some whites you can almost see through them? They're not that pretty. Yeah. This white is beautiful. It's very wedding-like. Yeah. So same. I'll just need to dig down and spread some more of it. Same attraction to the pollinators, to the butterflies and the bees? It seems to be. It's hard to tell because it's kind of mixed in with the pink. Uh-huh. You know, and I haven't had that many bees this year, but you know, usually how it is with Queen's Crown, they're everywhere, even in yeah. the evening. So hopefully they'll be back. Yeah, yeah I think I I would be hard pressed to think of something that attracts more bees and and butterflies here in the San Antonio area. It's really that's mine is just packed, covered from one end to the other end. Uh, Taranta is pretty good at it. That's another one that's got, but but of course Taranta doesn't have the the blooming volume that uh, <laughs> your uh, Queen's Crown does. That is, is it takes over the whole your yard at least. Yeah, you it's, can't stand still too long back there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it looks really nice in this drought, especially when everything seems to be wilting. Like you know, it doesn't show the stress. Really doing well. Well, thank uh, y'all very much. Yeah. I just wanted to let y'all know. All right. Thanks, All right. Mary. Thank you. Good report. All right, thank 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. So you have the red one, huh? We do. Okay. I think Fandango, I think is the name. Oh. Yeah, cool. That's a nice color. Yeah, I'm glad. And, and, and it, it, if it was a little bit less uh, aggressive, that wouldn't be all bad. Because uh, I don't think anybody's ever said that the, the pink queen's crown is uh, not aggressive enough. Uh, it's they're 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 excellent plants if you got the right place for them, and you you have the space. And uh, the good news is that the cool weather keeps them under control in the long term. So. But gosh, they're pretty. Uh, what is the orange one? The, not the poinciana, not the Mexican bird of paradise, but the vine that I see. Trumpet creeper? Is that what it is? Okay. Could be a trumpet vine. Could be a Mexican flame vine. Oh. A little yeah, later, got, yeah. Got a tubular-shaped flower uh-huh. or a big flat one? Tubular. So, uh, yes, I would agree with that. Trumpet vine. The most common trumpet vine is going to be uh, Madame Galen. All right. But it's been very hard to find the last couple of years. We got no. in one called Madame Rosie, and it's got more of a instead of that orangey, it's got more of a red hues in it as well, um, more pink, that's more neat. more ras- rusty color. Or? Uh, no, it's like a darker, deeper. Uh, I'd say red, reddish on the outside, huh. uh, or pink, dark pink. Ro- get, rosy. It's a rosy color on the okay. outside. How about that? I get the feeling that one's kind of uh, aggressive. Sounds so mean. but oh, wow. Well, Madam Galen is certainly aggressive. Okay. Uh, I don't believe this one has the uh, capabilities of going as far. But, okay. it is, but it is a trumpet vine. It could fool yeah. us all. Oh. I had a 26-acre peach orchard. Yeah. It was kind of a L shaped And uh, the... 
Trump, there was a trumpet creeper on the fence. Went the entire, the whole fence all the way to the, to that, out that part of the L that was stretched out there, and uh, I made a futile effort to get it under control a few times, and then I just okay. accepted it as as a uh, an attraction <laughs> for East Texas. And is that the one that I, I'll see that kind of you'll be driving through? Off, you're driving down Broadway, and you'll see a telephone pole. That's and, yes, and it's all the way up the top. Of the That's telephone it. Pole. Okay, I like that. That's kind of cool. Except yeah, that that one does not get in. It's not controlled by the cold as much as our no. No, not, green ground. Not, not at all. So you need to trim it and cut it back, or um, so it's like the bamboo of vines. Yeah, so to pay attention, and if you start okay. getting some place you don't will, want it, it will. Uh, there's a, f- a few vines that do this, but it, it'll pry uh, your eaves apart even. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes. Yeah, it's very aggressive. Okay. Maybe I don't want it. And strong. Okay. So then you should get a cross vine. It's very similar bloom and not anywhere near as invasive. Yeah. Okay. But the orange bloom, I'll have to go cross, cross, know, yeah, The only weakness of the cross vine is the, the deer eat it. But. Yeah, I don't I don't have your deer. wife won't eat it, Milton. Nah, no, my my dear one. No. Okay. All right. Cool. I will look it up in a minute as soon as I fix my internet. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yes, sir. You look like you got something on your mind. No. Okay. What else is going on here? Anything exciting? Did you do all your ordering for today? Anything? We got a little bit of tomatoes left. Yeah, and uh, oh. they didn't have a great selection of the four and a half inch for this coming week, mm-hmm. but they listed gallons. Oh, really? They did. Wow. So I guess they were listening to Jerry. So they, uh, we'll see what shows up, but uh, we have a handful of four and a half inch on hand, and we have some four and a half inch coming, but the bulk of the numbers are going to be in gallons this week. Are there, some of the gallons might be different than some of the four and a half inches? Um... I can go get the list, but uh, what's sticking to my mind was Celebrity, Tycoon, uh, the Rodeo Tomato, Dwarf Cherry Surprise, and there was like two or three other ones. But not Ruby Crush. Ruby Crush was there. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. In a gallon. Yeah, you better have uh, the police get here early to do the traffic control for the two, those two cherry tomatoes. Calvin's coming in. Um... And then is there I th- is there an advantage to uh, getting it in the gallon as compared to the four and a half? Well, we'll see how big they are when they get here. Okay. But realistically, they should be bigger. Right. And you could grow it in a gallon can till for the you know, next three or four weeks, and it should be cooler. So you get your growth in, just like you would in, in starting in January. You get your growth in while the, the temperatures are... Uh, not conducive, and then you stick it in the ground when they are. Well, okay. same boat this way. So you grow it in a pot until it cools off a little bit, and so you have more control of how much sun it gets, and uh, then put it in the ground when you think it might cool off a tad. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I, I, and I, I guess, does it also kind of get, like, ready for tomatoing? I know that's not a word, but well, yeah, it gets earlier a, it gets its growth in. Okay, and you have control of the sun because everybody always talks about. Well, I want to shade my tomatoes for a few hours out of every day, 
Right. Um, if you grow it in a pot, you just put the pot somewhere oh, just to the control pot. the control the amount of sun until you think it's. That's ready a good to idea. Okay. Cool. Actually, that, 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 those those probably work a little better for if you got an area that's a little sunny, sunny. I mean, shadier than you know, like one side of the garden. A lot of us have one side of the garden that's not. But with that, uh, with uh, this kind of weather, and then that larger one gallon container, you take advantage of that shade. It doesn't need that extra sun, and uh, then you do get your get your fruit ahead of time, and then you've still got your, if you got four and a half inches, you still got them coming in slightly later. But the weather could th- can throw a curve to everything. You can have them all come at the same time if the, the weather uh, uh, acts in a certain way. It would sure, certainly be nice. I don't know if we'd know how to act if the rain started. Yeah, would be nice. Let's see if there's any in the forecast. Yeah. I don't think there was. No. You have to have a bigger computer for that. Yeah. For the next two two or three years. Uh, don't say that. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Let's take this opportunity to take a quick break. You give us a call or come visit us at 1604 on Boulevard Road, and we'll talk gardening with you. Uh, we'll be right back with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. San Antonio, any old place I call my home, I gotta go. I got Texas in my soul. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867 is our number 210-308-8867. Or more people are here now than we uh, when we started, so that's good. You can come on by and ask your gardening question in person. So. Uh, and if you do, and uh, if you want a pair of tickets to see the Gunslingers this Saturday afternoon, uh, just uh, tell me so, and I bet you can be a winner. All right, 210-308-8867. What else is going on? Oh, Trace, you were, I was asking you if anything, it's always Sundays are always kind of, all right, I got this neat thing coming in, or mm-hmm. nothing exciting and new, just to, uh, give me a minute. tomatoes. I'm sure, I'm we, sure I got something coming. We got the LeJoes. We do have the Joe's. We've got a great selection of peppers. Yeah. Did you ever figure out what was uh, some of the hot ones that you had besides the? Uh... Uh, there was like four. Uh, okay. Carolina Reaper, Habanero. Okay. That's all I remember. I remember seeing Serrano out this out there this morning, as well as some regular jalapenos. Very cool. I thought of uh, Jerry went to a restaurant where they were uh, they had. Long hot peppers in, um, I guess, in vinegar, and they were packaging them. That was a specialty. You you eat them with the uh, with the meal, and I thought of him and his just put the bikinis in the uh, the vinegar. You don't have to cut them. You don't got to do nothing. They'll just it'll just all. I can't imagine disappear. Jerry eating the peppers no, or the vinegar. Yeah, I don't think he did. But yeah, I can't because that a lot of salads with their have vinegar in them, and I don't. <laughs> Remember ever seeing Jerry eating? But let's see, lots of uh, vincas in front of us. Yeah, and uh, oh, the purse lane was pretty too. Is that what was uh, in the hanging baskets by the, du- the front? The doubles, yeah, yeah, those uh, are. There are a few pretty. singles, but the doubles are are outperforming the singles. It seems like. Really? Okay. Is that normal? 
Or well, we haven't voices? had doubles in a while, so okay. uh, I can't quite remember. But uh, they do uh, they do seem to be outperforming. Um, and then, is there any special way to take care of the purse lane? I like it. Full sun. Full sun. Uh, it's the surest way to kill it's probably to overwater it. Oh. Uh, and as Jerry mentioned, the singles don't water them in the middle of the day because it causes the bloom to close. Oh, okay. When does it, it, that didn't seem to happen to the doubles. Oh, good. Yeah, when does it come back if you make that mistake? Well, I guess if you did it early in the day, it'd probably come back a few hours later. Um, Where are, the, are these per- purslane or moss roses you're talking about? They're double purslane. They're in hanging baskets right by the entrance up there. Oh, I don't see how. Yeah, you, when you walk it. Up front? The front. Yeah. Where the lady in the reddish shirt is. Way yeah. Up there. Yeah, okay. All right. And then there's those uh, several kinds of the uh, zinnias. We had a, a, a trace, I don't know, I don't think you were here, but we had a gardener come up before and she had uh, planted some of those uh, varieties, uh, those uh, t- tougher varieties of zinnias. In past years, and she said every year they come, come up, and so every year she adds a new color or whatever, whatever new That's selection neat. we have here. Yeah, and there's not there's like seems like there's like five or six selections now. When the old days there was like three, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, that is uh, of course, of course, you can't go wrong with the the big Dreamland zinnias or California giants. But the these little guys are uh, they got good color and good drought tolerance, uh, and uh, they la- they basically last all season rather than uh, drop you know dropping their blooms in, in the middle of the summer like they're doing now. The Dreamland is doing now, but I know a lot of people based on the response I've got from my articles the. Uh, folks, the Dreamland are re, are reseeding, and so they're gonna. What do we got? Four and a half months left of uh, uh, zinnia type weather. Yep. Carol is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, Carol. Welcome to Millburgers. What's going on? Well, the board of directors of the HOA in my neighborhood. Uh, signed me in violation because, and they want within 10 days my lawn resodded or reseeded so I can use seed or sod the only thing is I've resodded that area of the lawn which is the full sun probably four times with St. Augustine and every time when the drought hits and the summer sun it dies so I was considering uh, reseeding with Sahara Bermuda. What do you think of that, and do you think it will grow? Well, so yes, but in my mind, most people aren't going to maintain Bermuda at the right height to look good and to be drought tolerant. So ideal height on most Bermudas is going to be kept at a half inch tall. Uh, oh just, my. Like a, just like a putting green. So most mowers, the uh, rotary, rotary type, don't go low enough. Uh, to to keep it looking the best it can look. So, yes, it would work. may take a lot longer than your 10 days to get it to come up and look like anything. 
Okay. About uh, how much do I need to try to water it? They insist well, if you're we doing, hand water. If you're doing seed, uh, it's got to stay wet for the entire germination process. So with these temperatures we've got right now, I, I wouldn't put past having to water at least twice, maybe even three or four times yeah, morning in, in a day. Yeah, evening or plus noon if you can. Just, but it doesn't have sorry, to be real what? deep. I don't think this is going to work because I'm still working. And why why I, is your San Augustine not thriving? Are you got enough light? Yeah, it's yeah, full sun. I, I don't know. It, you know, as soon as I water, according to Saw's recommendations, and the heat hits, it dies. It's done that three or four times in this one area of the front lawn where it gets the most sun. So do you have any clue how much water you're actually putting out when you're watering? Uh, I haven't put out the tuna can, empty tuna can, to check it, but it's a decent amount, but I will. So all, all your turf grasses are going to perform best getting the same amount of water. So ideally an inch worth of water per week on an established lawn for any of them to look decent. Um, so how, the, how much we, soil is there? Is there? Well, that, I have added manure, uh, not manure, I've added compost, I've added uh, several times, and I've, I've given it pasture-grow lawn food and et cetera, et cetera, but it always dies there. I think that the, it, the, the top dressing runs off because it's on a slight slope, so it runs off. So perhaps I should just try to xeriscape the whole thing, the whole front yard, and quit being frustrated. How uh, Have anybody, anybody that has reviewed your lawn, have they made any kind of assessments or diagnosis as why it's, is it anything special, other, or is it just water and heat? I think it's water and heat primarily, and, and that's where I live, that soil probably isn't that deep and like I say it's on the top of a slight slope so anytime it really does rain hard it wow. whatever amendment you put on it kind of washes off to the driveway yeah. if you don't have if you, you proving that you've seeded it is that good enough for them or does it physically well, need to be up so. and going I hope so because I have I'm leaving the country in mid-July. I mean, I've already planned and paid for this trip, so who knows? Okay, well, uh, so again, the seed may take quite some time to come up. Um, like two weeks? Uh, if you're leaving town and not irrigating it, it may not even start until you get back and can irrigate it properly. Okay, okay. Well, I'll be around for three or four weeks. I'll try um, after I work every day to come back and do it. So, in Water. general, in general, most people that want to seed Bermuda would be better off doing sod, uh, just oh, for that Bermuda, time. Bermuda sod, right? Just for that time frame of uh, of having to irrigate it so frequently, and it's not even really going to be drought tolerant till you know a year from now. Maybe through the entire first summer. Uh, mm. So I, I would find out if you if proof of seeding is good enough, and if not, then I would do a Bermuda sod or the new Pro Vista St. Augustine. 
uh, and then figure out a way to get someone to water it while you're not in the country. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt probably. With all the problems you're having, it wouldn't probably wouldn't hurt to get a find a rep, a, a manager with good reputation, a landscaper, and have them kind of manage the addition of that new lawn. Because gosh, that's a if you you're redoing it that often, that's an expensive way to go. You might even look yeah. at, you might even look at terracing the entire thing. That way, you don't have the runoff. Yeah. Good luck. What does that mean? Okay, thank you. Make thanks, it, thanks, make, it, girl. make it flat in different areas, kind of like stair, oh, okay. stair steps. Okay. Cool. All right. Hope it works out, Carol. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. So we were talking about... Um, some of the colorful flowers and the zinnias and those vincas and stuff like that. So um, you've got the Boston ferns. Um, yes, we do. Yep, out there. I'm trying to see. Oh, I, I keep forgetting to send you all a picture of the Whopper begonias. They're they're happy. They're very, very happy. It's morning to early afternoon sun. and, and it's, it's nice to find Milton-proof plants. They are definitely a Milton-proof plant. Yep. And, uh, oh, I never did figure out what the pink, uh, the hibiscus was. The But those are perennial, right? The, all the ones? The Yeah, the Luna series. Uh, that, oh, those are all the Luna series? Yeah, there's like three different colors. Oh, okay. So there's like a deep red way out there. Uh, there's a off pink. And I could have sworn I saw one more color this morning, but it's probably where we can't okay. see it from here. Yeah, I like the uh, the pink and the white and the pink and the white and the pink and the white. And the little circular one there. Um, and let's see. Are what do you there, recommend in terms of sun? It, it, it looks like they're kind of frail, but I... Uh, as long as they're getting the water, it's it's no problem. Okay. That, so, uh, pink, that pink and white that uh, Milton was talking about, yeah. uh, quite attractive. Yeah, yeah it really is. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of striped. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's why? Striped. Striped. Kind of candy cane-ish, but instead of red, it's pink. Okay. Nice job, Trace. Um, let's see. We talked about the Lejos and some of the hot peppers. Any herbs or anything coming in? Uh, yeah, there was rosemary. Oh, good. In small pots. We've, we always had the gallons, but uh, there was rosemary coming in that. Uh, mint marigold. I had seen available, so some of that's coming. Okay. And uh, our, our Stevia, by the way, is doing good. That's, doing that's well. wonderful. Yeah. That's Laura's doing. What are you feeding it with? Uh, I don't know. I think she's got a like a liquid, like a miracle Grow type thing. Okay. Yeah. It's in a pot, too. Are you it, actually using it, or are you just... No, no. She's, she's dried some out, so we'll then... Crunch that up and use it. Okay. I think that's all you do is you dry it, take the leaves, dry them, and then if someone else wants to but call But your hair them, is still falling out. Oh, it's not It's not no, for no, your no, hair. Not, not, it's not about the stevia. No. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Uh, and then all you do is you kind of crush it into, like, a little powder, and you mix it, and she uses it in teas and stuff like that. 
Hi, did you have a question? Can we ask it on the air? Uh-oh. He's looking for more hibiscus. No, not for a lack of trying. They just uh, have, don't exist at the moment. Oh. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Um, he could... All right, I'll tell you, while they help this man, we'll take a quick break. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, don't forget about Spider-Man termite and pest control. If you've got something that's bugging you, if you see that roach or that ant and you want to get rid of them, you need to have a pal, and Warren Remy is your pal. Since 1976, he's been doing this with Spider-Man termite and pest control. He's one of the experts in San Antonio. In fact, other um, uh, pest control companies will come to Warren uh, for advice on situations that they have, so they all help each other out. But he can be the one that helps you out. Uh, he's, you know, he got the into care mosquito trapping system. Uh, he can take care of rodents to roaches. Uh, check him out if you look for your pest control needs. Spider-Man termite and pest control. Here's the number: two one zero six five six. 3721-210-656-3721 or online where you can see those great reviews at GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. So I have a, a question I think I know the answer to, but I'm not sure, so I'm going to ask anyway. So... Uh, everybody's complaining about allergies right now and sore throats and stuff like that. And I've heard that's because of the Saharan dust that's in the air. Uh, and if it's not still in the air, it was it was last week because you could see it. You look toward downtown and you could barely see it. Um, and even now, uh, Al was commenting back at the station. It looks kind of hazy out there. Um, does that kind of stuff affect plants? Well, it's been happening for millions of years, so uh, apparently not too adverse. All right, it it does, but it's it's all, that's that's why there's a, such a debate, though. It's a it's a a slow process. It's a ongoing process, and take your you know you can describe it as a natural process, or you can describe it as a. Uh, Problem process due to human activity or some other kind of. Well, does the Saharan dust come from human activity? I don't. But uh, part of it probably does. Oh, okay. I was trying. I think. Well, you know, you know, if you think of the uh, oh forest fires, they're they're probably related to human activity. Um. I don't know. The but set. I don't know. that. So does that smoke, if we get the smoke from uh, the forest fires uh, in South America, does that affect my fire bush? Or I don't know. Not if it's growing in your trunk. Well, I got it out of the trunk. Okay, that was a bad oh. choice. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. So I don't know. Like the, I guess like the dust is dust. 
sometimes you can see it on cars and stuff like that. I didn't know if it interfered with a plant's ability to energize and get sunlight and all that. Well, I think all that all that's a, f- a fair assumption, except, you know, for me it's a little hard to get t- too excited and get deep into those kind of topics when there's so many uh, closer topics that are, are affecting things, you know, that are more serious, you know. Um, more immediate. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you worry about... Uh, the Sahara sand blowing when there's people shooting each other out there. Well, I mean, just it wasn't. I wasn't trying to compare the two. It was. I was just. But I. But interest, I think that's interested. A, if, uh, but if I it think made that's a difference. A, that's that's a willing. That's an interesting discussion because you. It's hard to mobilize a lot of resources. When you've got so many issues to deal with, and and you got to determine priorities, so so you're telling me don't worry about the Saharan dust. No, I don't say that. Oh, I have to worry about it. I think <laughs> I, I think I think it, it's not helping me. I'm commending no, uh, commending you for for thinking about it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's nice of you. I don't have it. A, is kind of uh, hazy out there. I don't know if that's why today, but it seems hazy. Uh, but if any, if you can do that, anything about this hundred degree heat all the uh, time, let me see what I can do. I'll I'll, I'll right. try to do something in the week. We'll see what happens on Saturday. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll make a couple calls. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You can give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Nice what is call, that? Fritillary. Is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. And is that the one you can tell it is because it's got all the square white dots? On the, on yeah, on the back. You can tell this one because it's the, the size and this long shape with a pretty uh, even and unblemished top. But I, but on the, if you see the bottom of the of the wing, you'll see those square. Go white glowing squares. There, see? No. and and he's not ready to pass or what, whatever the word he was. Yeah, using what was oh, it? Yeah. it That's was, right. What was it? He said, "Yeah, it was uh, diminishing or yeah. what was the term you used for the poor uh, the butterfly on its way out?" Yeah. yeah. Um, hope I that know, butter- we'll have to we'll have to remember. It'll come to us in okay. half an hour or something. I hope that butterfly didn't hear you. But yes, basically Calvin no, was saying that, his, that his looks, life cycle was about over. Yeah, that that one looks like it's in still got a serious time to concentrate on eggling, and, and you probably would find that one eventually on one of your uh, the our vines. Uh, what is that? What is uh, the 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 vine with the purple little purple flower and the fr- frilly, and then you got a whole bunch of, uh, of fancier selections, but the the, the, the passion some, vine, passion vine, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they that's all that's what they lay their eggs on is passion vine. So is he telling me I need to go spray my passion vine? Milton? Maybe so. I don't know. I'm scared to ask him another question. Hey, you got the stepping stones on sale again. Yeah, we did so well with them earlier in the year. We thought yeah, we'd try it again. We were enjoying ours. They're doing a good job. So how do you enjoy stepping stones? Uh, play we, play checkers on them or what? No, we, put them, we used them to kind of as a little itty-bitty retaining wall. 
and we uh, put them down. So when one we were getting out of the car, we're not um, walk stepping directly into the soil, the dirt and soil, and tracking into the house. And yeah, so so we have them stacked up, kind of one by one by one by one. And, and it's I working think, well. I think a lot of people are, have benefited by having them during this this uh, droughty weather, dry, hot weather. You know, if you got that nice, a relatively nice path to walk to walk on, and you're not not as likely to be in the chiggers and everything. But I, yeah, that, I think that's a, a good time to have those for sale. Because uh, this, this is, uh, it's not uh, the best time to have to plant things that take a lot of water or are sensitive to the heat. But certainly a, a good time to uh, uh, to do some of those other other tasks, like the patios and sidewalks and paths. I made a path of mine. Uh-huh. Uh, so when we, when my wife. Because I don't do this. When my wife uh, vacuums the swimming pool, uh, there's one area that the the water goes to. And then when you go to put everything away, you sink down an inch into the ground. Oh, yeah. So we put the stepping stones so that that wouldn't happen. That's a good idea. We kind of did that, too. We had, uh, again, another area that was muddy. And we just used the stepping stones just to kind of create a little trail for ourselves and stuff. So, yeah. but it, it does. It worked out nice. And the, oh, I, I should have told people what they were on sale for because it's a great price. Do you remember off the top of your head? Uh, I remember there's a 10 for price. Yeah, they're 10 for, it's 188 each. They're 8 by 2 by 16. 10 for 15. 10 for 15, yep. Yeah. Very good. So is it, is it uh, concrete or is it? Uh, it's it's uh, concrete, yeah. Stepping stone. Squares. Re- it's a rectangle. Rectangle. That's cool. And two inches tall, which is good. So it's 8 by 2 by 16. So I imagine it's 8 by 16 by 2. Roughly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you still have the black flag wasp and hornet and yellow jacket spray. We on do. Sale. How do you, how do you rec- recommend uh, folks that are purchasing those? Uh, uh, I guess a pickup truck could carry a lot of them. Uh, even even a SUV could carry quite a few of them. Uh, we put fifty in a be, uh, trunk of a car yesterday. How many fifty? Yeah, hofta. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I guess if that if that many fit, that it's uh, enough enough to keep you busy. The heat. Yeah, I wonder what they were going to do with fifty. That's a lot, but that's uh, well. I guess that's not a lot. I think we bought. We may have bought twenty or twenty-five. So it's a uh, you use them when you have a project. Yeah, it always takes more than you think you need. Yeah. Well, and I, I always uh, and your guys just put them in the back of the truck, right at right yeah. where the driver sits, and, yeah, and we, we had three we, or four rows of five or ten. We, each. we load it all, and yeah. you just had to do the work to unload it. But yeah, we put it in for you. Uh, the kids, the kids and families appreciate those too because you can. Actually, ride a tricycle or pull pull a wagon on the mm-hmm. on the on the path. Yeah, it just widens the uh, horizon in terms of how of uh, the environment where you can do your uh, your task or your play play with your normal toys. But it's kind of fun to watch kids, and they're heavy. They're heavy enough that they that they stay settled, right? 
And then yeah, I, I did make a path out of them to my trash cans that mm-hmm. I have to stay on the side of my house. And then, so my wife liked that so much, she made me make a little pad for each one of the trash cans to sit on. <laughs> okay, yeah, here, that works. Here we are talking about the wonderful little children and their pets, and yeah. Trace is talking about the trash can <laughs> route. Yeah, I, everybody's got them. Got to do something with them. Yeah. Oh, you! Oh, where you, you? You can just pull them down the. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is good. Idea. I don't have very far to go, but yeah. uh, it did make things easier. Yeah. Yeah. So we got those on sale. Uh, we've got the uh, the oh the Mexican Bird of Paradise is on sale in the number one pot, right? They are. Nine eighty-eight, regularly twelve ninety-nine, but there uh, you also have the bigger size. We finally got some bigger ones in, so five-gallon can. And uh, do you remember off the top of your 30, head? Thirty-four ninety-nine. Thirty-four ninety-nine. Okay. Some of them are even budded and blooming. Ooh, really? Oh, those will sell quick. Well, they they do. So yeah. that's the first ones everybody grabs. How's the plumeria doing? Uh, we've got a great selection on plumeria still. All okay. The, all the odd colors. Uh, I think the only thing blooming over there is a white one and a red one though. But what other colors are there? There was purple. There was rainbow. Um, Ooh, neat. Apricot. And I know I'm missing one. Okay. So that's all. It's kind of right when you pull into the parking lot, you'll see them. Uh, I guess that's not entirely true. It depends on which way you come in. But um, what is, what's a, right by the handicap parking? Right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We have uh, uh, the Vinca's on sale, and uh, you make an effort to... Uh, Tell everybody about Texas Superstars. Uh, you want to explain what that is? You're, you're sitting in for Jerry. So, so explain what Texas Superstars is. It's a program of well-adapted plants that can work statewide. Mm-hmm. Uh, some perennial, some annual. Uh, but they're proven over the test of time to function just about everywhere in the state. Yeah. So they can handle heat. Heat. They can handle cool. Uh, I guess lots of rain lower, rain. lower water consumption on most of them. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Calvin? Yeah. No, I was just, uh, you were saying, you were talking, saying some strange words like rain. No, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Microbes. <laughs> That's right. I wonder if the microbes. I only got that in once yesterday. Yeah, no, you're, you're uh, five behind now. Well, you know, you got two in, so you're just four behind. You'll have to get them in. Uh, well, you don't get any, uh, the same kind of reaction when just Milton and I are here. Yeah. And when you had Jerry here. Kind of lackluster. But uh, let's see. What else is going on? Still have the uh, we, we, Rebecca? We, ta- yeah? we talked about the uh, sweet taters. Yeah. At, uh, and uh, the, the real, uh, real, they're an excellent plant to use uh, for for a, a, a vine. We were talking about vines earlier, but the, as a decorative thing, I, I've i got it kind of on uh, oh, on the trellis, on the edges of the trellis, you know, and it, so it it kind of goes, follows wherever there's something to uh, to to hook onto. And, of course, there's the, uh, uh, the golden, and then, and then there's that maroon colored uh, too. But they grow fast. Grow fast and uh, a lot of color, and basically, I, I I can't tell exactly if they need if they like sun or uh, shade better, 
Uh, but they do they do well in most uh, situations. They're definitely growing either one, but the more sun they're in, the more water they're going to use. Yeah. So that, that's a, an interest. We, then we had that discussion yesterday about the woman, the person that had the uh, the sweet potato that was sprouting all along. And if you got one of those, you just need a piece of it, and it'll. Uh, that's the way they planted sweet potatoes. When when did you say you think April is basically when they? I'm pretty sure it's April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Yeah, well, I'm sure he'd give you a chew. He was replacing something he borrowed earlier. Oh, uh, okay. I thought it was uh, uh, chewing tobacco or something. No, no. I, would, I wouldn't let that out of my hand. <laughs> I don't think Milton would be chewing tobacco. Too. No. Uh, well, let's see. So 210-308-8867 is our number. Now, Two, yes. I, you know, we haven't, meant, we haven't talked a lot about, and I, I, I don't know if it's not the season for it, but uh, the selection is pretty good over there on the foundation plants, on the hollies and everything. Yes, it is pretty good. What, what what do we got? We got uh, we got the dwarf Burford. We got the standard dwarf Burford, don't we? No standards. No standards. We got uh, Yopon. Both. Yes. Both of those. Uh, lots of uh, <laughs> lots of different. Mandina sure Nelly Stevens over there. there mm. There's about seven or eight different hollies. Yeah. So if you're looking, the, we. Uh, we spoke a lot about those, those hollies when we were dealing with the freezes. Yeah, I was going to say because they, they they made it through, and uh, and of course they're they can deal pretty well with the shade, but and they also don't require a lot of uh, pruning. They're they're kind of self, they're compact and tight, and uh, pretty uniform. So they're. Uh, easy to use as foundation plantings too, but you might want. To, there, there's a large area of the nursery that has displays of those, and uh, you might want to take a look at that if you're. Uh, we had a few a few people yesterday that were were talking about it. They were getting getting ready for some fall planting, wondering about the what the choices are. All right, we're going to take a quick break, get you caught up with the news. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Garden in South Texas coming up with Trace Hazlett, Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Or come on by and visit with us at 1604 and Bulverde Road. And let's talk gardening. Uh, when you do, you don't have to be out in the air. Uh, and if you come by uh, while we're here till the end of the, till 2, uh, if you want to, uh, just tell me you'd like to win a pair of tickets to next week's San Antonio Gunslinger Arena football game. And I'll turn you on to a pair. I'll show you how it's done. You're an automatic winner. Yeah, basically just remind me because I'll forget. All right, you talked about uh, foundation plants, but I, I'm not sure everybody understands what that term means. You were talking about the holly. What is a foundation plant? 
Well, it's a, a plant that, how I would say, it re- relates to the con- to the the building, building uh, or the features of the, the landscape. But it's uh, you know there's all there's all, there's a transition between the soil, and turf, up to the house, and then and uh, and then there's that foundation plants kind of connect those. those oh, okay. Two. So they're, and they're, they're usually, they're not as, they're not as colorful and they're, they're usually a, uh, a basic uh, structure that's consistent and uh, doesn't always take as much maintenance as your. Yeah, the hollies get colorful. Hmm? Don't they, don't the hollies. Not the foliage, but the the berries. Some of them put on blooms. And oh, they do! Berries. I didn't know that. Which ones put on blooms? Uh, most of the ones that get big. Okay. That doesn't help you, does it? No. Okay. So which which hollies we we always talk about yopon. So which, that's unlikely to ever have a bloom or a berry. A standard yopon would, though. Okay. We have both, right? Yeah. Uh, Standard gets taller. They call it dwarf Burford holly, I guess, for a reason. Yep. And that's because it's a dwarf. Still gets six feet or so, though. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. How how tall does the the standard get? Wow. Fifteen-ish. Wow. Okay, yeah. so almost you could have almost three feet. times. Really? Man, okay. At Botanical Garden, they had some really big ones. I don't know if they're still there. So, Paul... Paul Complained a lot, or maybe it was Jerry complaining uh, uh, about the. Uh, that doesn't sound like it. Jerry's still complaining about him. What are you talking about? <laughs> Is he? Even today. Okay. Uh, wow. So when we get asked. Well, and, and it also one of the characteristics is you don't. You don't uh, want to have to change it every. You know, twi- twice a year or every growing season. It's usually a uh, a plant that b- uh, blends with your construction. Okay. It c- continues over the years. So you kind of build off of it. Yeah. Or, uh, well, or yeah. yeah, or. And most of them are manageable. Uh, to try to keep it a certain height, then uh, it's doable. Okay. So there's standard yopon. We mentioned yep. that that was like the thirty foot tall. Yeah. Do people use that as a screen? Or yeah. too slow growing. I did. One of the neat things about it is you can you can prune it almost any way. I had it. Hmm. I had it once in one of the houses I had, where I only had like three feet on the side, and I had a relatively tall fence, and so I just I just had a about two feet wide and and tall, and it took a little bit of pruning to keep it that way, but it was. That w- that was a plant that you could manage in that. When way. you see all those big fancy yard sculptures and those really big homes, okay, where you turn them into elephants and things yeah. like that, that's standard yopon holly. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah, well, that one on uh, K- oh, K- oh, KLRN, uh, where the surgeon goes out and prunes the dinosaur. Do you ever see that? Uh-uh. Oh. Okay. But that, yeah, that. That's a classic. All right, so there's those two. 
What other Hollies am I missing? You mentioned Nellie Stevens. Yeah, there's, well, no, there's uh, that out there. Dwarf, uh, what, Chinese? Uh, dwarf Chinese. Mm-hmm. Carissa is out there. Okay. And what are the advantages and disadvantages of those? Carissa is a, it's a different leaf. It's only got one pokey on it. Oh, okay. Uh, and it grows somewhat rounded. So if you're trying to grow a round one, that one's already going to have that natural habit. The leaf or the plant? The plant. Okay. And the uh, dwarf Chinese is similar, uh, although it's got a whole lot of pokies on it. Okay. Uh, that one naturally is going to make a half ball. Dwarf Chinese, I uh, I was able to plant it in my neighborhood, and the deer didn't eat it. Huh. I don't know if that's the same in other neighborhoods, but it's got a little more thorn, but it's got a, it's got that classic uh, holly look and uh, uh, that, that really brilliant green. Fairly reliable to put on blooms and berries. Oh, so it, this is one of the ones and that it, does bloom. And it was a common plant to plant underneath your kids' windowsills so that oh dear. if they tried to uh, escape at night, they or get you, back you'd, in. you'd know. Yeah. <laughs> at the point that they got out the window, you would know. Or the next day you'd see you. them all scratched up. Ah, okay. Huh. But you also, you know, you also got the three or four different viburnums and uh, all those uh, oh now we talk about screening or foundation or both oh okay both and you mentioned andinas earlier though uh, there's yeah, quite man. a few you can get an andina that grows anywhere from 18 inches to 8 feet tall depending on variety and what is uh, the lifespan of these uh, probably longer than us really that's good so really, you're going to... Why is that good, Milton? Well, because you don't have to worry about it. Just if you don't like change, it's a good plant for you. Yes. Well, I, or perhaps you just want stability. and. Yeah. I don't um, mind those people dying. And I just don't want those plants to die. Yeah. It's not what I'm saying. No. Just saying, you know, I want to be done. Just put it, put it in front of the house. It looks nice. It's a nice 30-foot screen or whatever. I'm done. Yeah, uh, well, that that's part about, of the power, part of that concept of foundation plants. They contribute to the building and the architecture as the primary uh, de- uh, idea and what you're trying to be consistent with. And the foundation plant just com- complements it. Whereas on your on your flower garden and vegetable garden, you know, there's a more of a change in uh, more activity every year. Foundation plants also make you water your foundation. So you're oh, less likely whoa. to have cracking and stuff. I didn't think of that. I, I planted elfin ears along the front of mine so my wife would have to water more frequently. Yeah. You say that with a sinister look in your I, eye. I did. It was intentional. Does she know that? Yes. Oh, good. After a few years, anyway. So she she's that. listening. All right, we have James on the line. He's got a question. Uh, looks like a couple questions at 210-308-8867. James, what's going on? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Hey, I got a question. I had a new water softener installed uh, within the past month, and uh, I live out in the county, so I just had the regenerate drain line just flowing out about 50 feet behind uh, the building. And it's real green right there already, where it's getting watered, but it's just a bare area, so it's just got weed, real lush. Is it safe or 
practical to reroute that and water my pecan tree or any other tree with that, but mainly like an edible, or will it kill it harm the tree? Uh, you got any other water source to mix it with? Uh, I've got well water, yeah. I could mix it. Well, that, of course, that, that, that would allow it. But what, what about the product? I mean, is it, uh, I keep seeing all these advertisements on uh, no salt or no electricity. Or I mean, is it, yeah. it's not one no, of those this, special. This is, a, this is a standard. It uses sodium salt pellet. Um, I don't know what the medium or media, I guess, medium they put inside there. I know there's different types for in the tank, and I don't know if that matters or not. Um, I don't recall what he said it was. It's something I never heard of before. Well, most water softeners are not hooked to your outside spigots for a reason, uh, because some of the salt can be damaging to plants. That's what uh, I, I don't. I don't know which ones are acceptable and which ones aren't. But that's 99 percent of the time you'll never see a water softener hooked to an outside spigot. Right for that reason, probably. Yeah, and if you had a, if you had a pool. I don't, you know, for whatever reason, uh, and if it was diluted enough, then 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 it would it might be okay. But I don't. It's been so long since I've had a water softener. I can't remember what the volume, but I think we always just put it in the in the sewer. In the sewer, uh, yeah. Well, see, it where with this drought, ongoing drought, where they laid the line and just let it flow freely, it was bare because I just yeah, it. I mean, it was just sand, basically bare. Now, experiment with three it. Week, three weeks, now that spot is lush green. <laughs> so it's not harming the, the, the grass or the weeds, if you will. Um, they're loving it. So that's what got me thinking last night when I was watering my trees or yesterday evening if I could reroute that safely. But I don't want to damage, especially the concrete. Yeah, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be careful, but there are some plants that are pretty tolerant of it, but you, you'd have to kind of, you'll have to kind of experiment with it, and, and the right. more dilution you have available, uh, the more valuable it is. Okay, I've got some scrub oak and blackberries not too far from it, so maybe I'll just... I wouldn't mind losing one of the hackberries or, or fry over it, if you will. Maybe I'll water it for a few months and see how it does. Yeah. It'd be a good experiment. Okay. The other thing, I got a bur oak and a uh, southern magnolia, both roughly about in the ground 13, 14, 15 years. This is the first year, other than when the trees were real young, of course, or the oak. There's zero acorns on the bur oak this year. And this is the first year I can remember that magnolia has not did not bloom, not even one time. Now, it dropped its leaves uh, right after it normally blooms in May, and uh, it's got all new lush foliage, and I've been watering it, but it didn't bloom. Is that weather-related, or are we just in a weird cycle here? <laughs> Gosh, I mean, you could... You can blame a lot of stuff on this weather, especially with the magnolia, because they're they're on the edge all the time. Right. And where you've got if you got drought, you got this heat, uh, erratic uh, rainfall. I uh, I wouldn't hesitate to to blame it. So take your pick. Take your pick of blames because uh, they're. Oh, the freeze. I would try to encourage the bloom on the magnolia for next spring. Uh, when and what should I feed it with? Well, I don't. 
I'm not real anxious to feed them, especially if it's showing a little sensitivity right now. Uh, you, the freeze could have affected the blooms, too. You know? it, it, it bloomed last year, the last two years, or every year except this year. I kept uh-huh. waiting, waiting, waiting. No buds ever showed up. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, th- I think I'd, I'd be generous with the water, but... And uh, if you if you uh, if it's important to fertilize, you use a, this might be one of the situations where you would use a pretty uh, dilute fertilizer or organic fertilizer. Organic, yeah. I might I might just I need to replenish anyway. I just might just put a good dose of uh, living mulch down there and just see what it does next year. That one certainly won't hurt it. All righty. Okay. Good luck. All right. Thank- Thank you. Thank, thank Thanks, you, James. Bye. 210-308-8867. Marty is on the line. Hi, Marty. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? All right. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Hope you guys are staying cool. We're trying. <laughs> yeah, I have a question. Uh, I have a, a Meyer lemon, and my Meyer lemon has, has a, last year had a fruit, pretty pretty good amount. But this year, it, it's struggling. I mean, it's really struggling, I guess, because of the heat. And I'm contemplating of, um, of getting uh, a Mexican lime. How, long, how old does a Mexican lime have to be in order before it produces uh, limes? That's a, un, almost an unfair question. Uh, if it is grafted, then they are capable. They've already put the stock on it that's old enough to, that's capable of doing it. Right. If it were grown by seed, it could be a long time before it ever felt old enough to do it. Okay, I got you. So most of the ones you would buy would be grafted, but that's not the case every time. Ours are all grafted. Yeah. Oh. They and they 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 would bloom most years right after their purchase. Oh, okay. In the next growing season. Okay. Yeah, because I'm kind of playing. I want to probably give me a Mexican lime. And I know they're, they're they're very versatile. And, and you are going to do the you are going to do this in a in containers, right? Right, in a container. Yeah. Okay. So there's a really good article that uh, Jerry wrote on Planters.com about how to be successful with citrus trees and pots. Okay. Uh, and I think it, I think the article is called Patio Citrus. Okay. Uh, so it's a good read, and if you want to be successful, you really should try to follow that. Okay. Okay. Well, I want, I want to thank you very much for, for the info. It's very informative. Where, where, where was it? In, uh, Plant Answers. Plant Answers. PlantAnswers.com. Yeah. PlantAnswers.com. Okay. Well, th- thank you guys for the info, okay? And y'all All right. Me. Okay. Stay care. cool. Thanks, Marty. Okay. Yeah. okay bye. All right. 210-308-8867. While we have an open line, let's uh, let you call in and be a part of the show. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. 210 67. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867. Well, just like Calvin right now, your tree needs water. 
Calvin's getting water over the fountain. Uh, the tree hugger sprinkler is a great tool to efficiently uh, make sure that tree is getting water. And the tree hugger sprinkler, uh, you'll see it online at treehuggersprinklers.com. A great, uh, I don't know if it's new anymore. This is about its second year. Uh, at least we've been a part of it now for about two years. And Millburgers has carried them. Uh, there's a 7-inch, the 11-inch, and the 15-inch tree hugger sprinkler. It's a hard plastic sprinkler. looks like a donut, uh, but it's green. And it's got a hinge on it, so you can open it up and then close or hug it around the tree. Thank you. Nice job. And then you just turn it on a little bit to water the root ball so that water goes right down there and isn't wasted. And then or you turn it on higher to water right by the uh, the drip line. So uh, check out. Millburgers has all three sizes, the 7, 11, and 15-inch uh, tree hugger sprinkler, and you can find it here, and uh, you can find it at HEB, and then check it out online at treehuggersprinklers.com. That's treehuggersprinkler.com. Oh, you're getting applause back at the office, back at the station. Uh, I, I, I have to sit in Jerry's seat. i got to yeah, do this Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah. And, you know, Jerry's got a little bit to live up to when he comes back. All right, 210-308-8860. But I'll bet Trace does not fall down as well as Jerry does. No, we don't want to find out. Uh, yeah, I don't want to find that no, out. Let's, okay. let's, let's, let's start limiting our, our, our falling down. So you're sitting uh, 210-308-8867. We haven't talked about your article today. Yeah, well. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, we're, uh, the article talks about our uh, kind of our progress report on the, the milkweed that we planted. Mm. I think it was about uh, two months ago. We had uh, a lot. A lot of you in the audience participated. We had 90 individuals, over 90 individuals that uh, attended uh, three different cl- classes, and uh, all of us involved uh, did some planting of milkweeds. The idea was is to increase our capability of uh, supporting the monarch population. Of, uh, is up up to 70 percent of the. Numbers some years are are down and wow, and so and uh, and that that's pretty scary, but but uh, one positive thing is that gardeners can can contribute to enhancing or in, uh, supporting that population because part of it is the the, the lack of uh, milkweed, native milkweed. We've uh, for years. Um, fought with it as a uh, agricultural weed, and and now we uh, have a little mon- uh, more of an appreciation for it, and would want it uh, in place so the migrating uh, monarchs can use it. It's the only thing they'll lay their eggs on, and so every area in uh, through the middle of uh, North America has uh, um, the v- various native milkweeds, including us, us here. We got. San Antonio, there's there's four or five native milkweeds, and uh, Millburgers has kind of been a center, one of the centers and par- partners in that uh, initiative to try to help uh, the the uh, monarchs. So if you want to you, uh, latch onto that article, if you want to review what we did in those uh, three classes. And then we'll uh, keep you informed, too. Uh, we're, we're thinking we'll probably want to, the, the next step will be to uh, try and grow a, a few more of the, the varieties. 
and then we'll continue to follow this this progress. Um, and in the meantime, of course, tropical milkweed mm-hmm. is uh, is one that the monarchs like, and it's easy to grow, and it's very attractive. And uh, and right now we also also have the butterfly weed, which is a uh, a, a native milkweed for the, this area. Uh, we have that at the nursery here. So, um, if you uh, and, and we'll have the mil- and we'll have the monarchs, the migrants coming through. In I was wondering s- where they were. Yeah, sept- uh, September. You probably start seeing them in uh, August. In August, so really about a month away. Yeah. Wow. And so it'd be, you know, it's. Uh, in addition to the, uh, the area where they lay their eggs, the milkweeds are also a wonderful um, nectar source, not only for uh, monarchs, but all, all, all types of butterflies. So uh, anyway, uh, check out the article. Uh, get, uh, watch watch for the announcements on, on classes in the future, and uh, uh, hopefully you'll get be part of that... Uh, Effort to uh, to help reverse that uh, decline in monarch populations. And are, are milkweed tough to grow? I, I'm guessing that based on their people, the native probably isn't. Yeah, well, it's a strange thing, you know. Yes, because I always tease about uh, if you if you got. Uh, farmers that are friends or that had uh, milkweed as one of the weeds they have to deal with, they're harder than heck to okay to control because they got the they're real drought tolerant and they got a long root and they reproduce easily, but it's like it takes like four years to get them into that condition, and so oh. so once they're contro- once they're killed in an area. Then, it, then it's difficult to get them back, and that's where we are. And you, you find a lot of universities and even cities, and and of course nonprofits and gardeners are trying to plant them along the along the freeways and every place else, so that that these the monarchs have uh, the milkweed plants available on their migration route between. The far north of North, north America and all the way down to near Mexico City. That's another challenge for them. If you had to fly that long and be subjected to that kind of weather, hmm. who knows how many of them are going to survive? Oh, okay. All right. Um, so, so anyway, it's a it's a exciting topic and it's a opportunity for us gardeners uh, and led by Millburgers and. Uh, and our, our our friends at uh, Wild Sea, Wild Seed, and uh, oh uh, yeah, Douglas King Seed Doug, Company, Douglas King, and, uh, and some of the other the other folks. But uh, you can read about us in in that at that article if you get a chance. Does Mary give you updates on the certified butterfly garden? No, I just see her over there like once a week. <laughs> okay, doing stuff. I, I've, I've learned not to question it. Uh, okay. yeah. We need a butterfly cam and out then there. He, and he, he also sees the the butterflies everywhere. So that More so in the morning. Yeah, you one, said... One, one of these days, y'all should be here like 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning okay. before there's too many people. It gets, uh, it's pretty active with uh, 
Bees. Birds and butterflies and uh, bees? Not too many birds. Okay. Uh, bees, butterflies, wasps, moths. That's pretty cool. You should snap some pictures and share them on Facebook. No, I don't have the time. Oh, okay. I'll come out. Uh, I'll come out at 7 in the morning. Next. Yeah. Well, you won't be. I okay. won't be here. All right. All right. <laughs> 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. No. What? Wants to know what a water weed, uh, is that what it says? A water reed. Uh, is milkweed that that water reed that looks like it has a big hot dog on the top of it? Hot dog on the top of it? No. no, no I don't think so. Don't I'm think not sure what he's talking about, but no. No, you're going to have to Google that. They got, uh, <laughs> they're most, mostly look like uh, okra pods. I think of them as. Oh, Okay. The okra pods, but uh, these these uh, the ones we planted in the in the classes have a little. I described them as an off white, but that that based on the the blooms that have just started, they the, these uh, these are more of a, a, a light purple, and they're very they're kind of att- attractive too. That of uh, that 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 one that is. Uh, a native to us south of a uh, south of San Antonio, so. But they're all very quite varied. Uh, some of them are comfortable in the alkaline soil, and most of them are in acid soil. And mm. uh, some of them need uh, chill hours, and some of the others don't need chill hours to grow. To grow. Now Bert's on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero. 308-8867. Hey, Bert. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Okay. Got a little gardening to do, but uh, before it gets really hot, how y'all doing? We're doing okay. Well, We're on the I porch, got a fan going. Yep. I heard you talking. Is there, like, about planting on the side of the roads? Do you need to get, like, the state's permission or, or a county or anything like that, or is it just to... Because I heard people do something like they call them uh, seed bombs, where they just make mud plaster type thing to put a bunch of wildflower seeds in them and throw them on the side of the roads. I don't there, you know. Well, there's all kind, there are all kinds of variations. There's uh, there's university universities that have uh, uh, have taken initiatives and have organizations. Uh, uh, that uh, University of Texas in Dallas is one of the most active. Uh, but then the city, you know, city like the city of San Antonio is part of an initiative, and the zoo here. Uh, but they, a lot of variation. And then that uh, our uh, 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 pre- president's wife in uh, the seed in Austin. Uh, talking about the Laura Bush. Yeah. Oh, what about it's it? It's not Laura Bush. It's. Oh, you're talking about it. Uh, Ladybird, Lady, yeah, Ladybird Johnson Wildlife Center, Wildflower Center. They've got a kind of an initiative there. Um, okay. So everybody's everybody's trying different things at this point. Well, got a question for you about something about. Uh, I live here in San Antonio along Harry Wurzbach Parkway, and uh, they just done some major improvements. And how do I find out? They put sod down. And there's no irrigation, and all half the sod is dead already. Is there someone to complain to about or say, hey, should have probably put uh, drought-tolerant 
plants in instead of sod that needs water. Is there a way to go about making a, a proper, legitimate complaint? Well, I, I guess it's uh, it's uh, it depends on who's sponsoring the highway. Is it a generally it's a that's state? What I'm trying to, yeah, I'm just trying to find out if it's a state highway. I'm, that's not your the, the dilemma that I'm in with you all. I'm just wondering if they got you know. That's why I'm looking at the the, the mud the seed bombs because I mean if it's not going to put water in if it, it's I mean they've already wasted I don't know how many millions of dollars inside that's just dead now. Well, but. It, it uh, surprises sometimes. Uh, now this is a special challenge in this weather, uh, but uh, some, sometimes uh, they, they've worked out some pretty good techniques that uh, are, are pretty pretty successful. But yeah, I would just go to the the state tech dot tech dot yeah. Okay. And just bring it I'd to their attention. Let and that, I, I think that's a good that's good a good idea for citizens to and I and I don't think the officials mind either to being held responsible and explain why you think this yeah. is going to work. Is a council person a good place to start or no? No, not, no, not on. No, they they right? don't know nothing. I tried to. I, I just. I tried it with the council, and they're just like, "Well, it's not in. It's uh, it's above us." And, okay. You know, or something. So, that's why I just wanted to know about the mud bombs, and then, the, like I said, I, I know it's past time planning anything because everybody, all my container plants are in full production. Uh, today, I got to go out and put the umbrella up so they don't get scorched. But hmm. uh, well, be I'm just getting ready for. Yeah, I'm just getting ready for uh, fall. Just, uh, that's my next list to put out. What plants to get ready for uh, September planting? If you so. if you get some uh, interesting news on that, you know, on those uh, seed bombs and everything, let, let us know too, because I think a lot of folks would uh, be are curious about that. Okay. Okay, Duke. I I got a okay. I use like a paper mache and mud type of thing. And mix it up, and then make little bo- little balls with the seeds in them. Huh. that's interesting. Yeah, I never heard of that. So, so I didn't know you could do homemade stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. It just—it's like I'm a kid again. I'm playing in Play-Doh and stuff, you know. And then you just throw them out there, and then they just kind of dissolve on their own, or when it rains. When it rains. When it, when it rains. That's why okay. you got to wait. You can't throw them out there now. That's for certain. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you could. You could, but the birds would probably find them. And oh, okay. So, well, you guys have a great rest of the day. Enjoy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Too. Thanks, Bert. Hey, where's your, where's the comedian, Dr. Jerry, today? Oh, he's just taking the day off. Who? Oh, Who was that? Dr. Jerry. 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 Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I always like to call it the Dr. Jerry comedy show. <laughs> He'd appreciate I, that. I'm trying my best, Milton. Yeah, I know. I guess it's not Trace good is trying, no. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. You too, man. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a, well we'll, well, we'll keep talking for a little while, and then we'll take a break. But 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Let's see, what else? Oh, what's that? I was, uh, we're t- I'm talking about those uh, milkweeds. Uh, my wife Judy and I were on a, a, oh, a re- reunion, a family reunion up in Colorado, and uh, we stopped at a, a restaurant that was on the r- a river 
and there was these big garish plants growing and I, who in the world would plant you know in this very scenic kind of, kind of neat neat place a uh, river uh, river walk I don't remember which town one of the towns in Colorado and it turned out it was antelope horn uh, milkweed oh so uh, yeah I finally figured that out and I said hmm yeah I guess you would have to uh, have to have a special appreciation for monarchs to uh, go f- go for the uh, what is those antelope? kind of milkweeds now I gotta see what antelope uh, what was it called Antelope horn milkweed. Okay. I'm guessing we're pretty don't sure have it. it's what the seed pod looks like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it? All right. But anyway. The ones I saw were big. I mean, they're bigger. They were oh, that's interesting. Oh, this just says antelope horns. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, this is that, is that green? Yeah, it's a kind of green and white. Yeah, but I mean that green green milkweed is another native one that. It's, it's gross here. All right. Well, now we'll take a break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Mil- uh, Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road, on 930 a.m., The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace Hazlett in for Dr. Jerry Parsons. And uh, we still have plenty of time, so you call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What else is on your mind, guys? Well, we haven't talked a lot about uh, our lantanas. I always, this, uh, this time of year, to the... Lantanas kind of move into a prominent place in uh, in the uh, blooms and uh, providing nectar for the uh, butterflies and all too. So, but they're look, they're looking good. To, of course, the new gold, uh, the, the yellow, is uh, always a big big bloomer. But we mentioned that the that's just what he picked up. The white and the uh, uh, lavender uh, spreading la- lantana, different actually, different species. But, oh really? Uh, but they got yeah. They they kind of favor a little cooler weather than the other uh, lantanas. And uh, uh, Trace and I were talking about the bloom sometimes way into the winter if the weather is uh, uh, mild. A lot of years the purple is evergreen. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's very nice. It and just doesn't uh, get well. But doesn't it like the cold? Or which doesn't it purple like? But. Purple doesn't bloom as much in the heat of the summer. It's much more likely to be blooming in the middle of the winter than it is in the middle of the summer. So, okay. It's got, it's got, uh, there's less impact on insects on it, too, I think, although oh, it's not it's not noticeable. The only, the, the, the insect we really notice is the, uh, uh, lace bug. Lace bug on the uh, yellow, yeah, on the golden. Lantanas, but uh, 
you generally don't see that on the, on the lavender or the white, but they're they're good choices. Are they on sale? No, we don't. For sale. For sale. Not, not on sale. And uh, we got the blue blue plumbago, plumbago over there. Yeah. Are you getting some more in? Yes. Good. Okay. okay that's a good selection. That's sure a tough plant. It starts uh, blooming away. It's, that's, a, that's another plant that some winters will yeah. go far into the winter. And that's the the ones that we have are, I mean, I presume it's the same plant. We didn't replant. Um, took it both big freezes. Down to the ground, and then they just came back up. I'll be darned. Yeah. All mine that were in the ground came back up. Okay. And even some of mine that were in pots came back up. Oh, okay, cool. Now, there, there we've got we've got the Dorfruelia, uh, Dorf Mexican Petunia here, of course, is one of our favorite ground cover. Uh, can grow in the shade and even bloom in the shade and or the sun. And good, good uh, low-growing ground cover. And then... Help me. What's this variation on the the one down here? Uh, blue shade. Yeah, that blue shade. Yeah, that's that's the one. You used to see quite a bit of that for four was, or five years. Yeah, ago. it was popular many years ago. But yeah. it's uh, out of the Ruelas. That one's a shade only, and it is a, a vining type. And we we uh, used it. Yeah, Jerry and I did it. Used it in some experiments where we did Roundup to kill when when Sauce was trying to convert a lot of the lawns to uh, ground covers we we did, we did it was very easy to transplant and you could plant it right into the killed the killed san augustine grass but it's a that's attractive but it uh, it uh it's not evergreen though it, uh, no and in the winter time it usually is not. all right 210-308-8867 210-308-8867. James thought of another question. What's going on, James? Well, it's a related question. I'll make it quick because I know you're getting to the end. On okay. that regenerate water from my water softener, I found a report uh, linked to plant answers by the rest of the show. The extension service uh, out of El Paso listed uh, had a list of salt-tolerant plants. One was a Mexican fan palm, highly resistant to salt. This water is basically washing the salt out of the resin deed from the softener. So it's just going to be salty water. My question is, if I, and I noticed Millburger has those on sale by clicking around. Uh, if this regenerates, it says about 50 gallons a week uh, water. Is that too much for a Mexican fan pump? I put the water to it. If the, soil dr- if, if the soil, if I remember correctly, you're in sand. Uh, yeah, which I, yeah it, drinks, it drinks very well. It yeah. should be fine. Uh, I don't see any issue with that. And you may even have to do supplemental uh, would be the only issue I could see in sand. Yeah. Oh, so you, well, my concern is not going to be too much because I don't want to kill it with too much water. Uh, not, not in a sandy situation. Okay. All right. Great. And y'all do have those on sale, I noticed, for $20 this week or that's till when? That's about right. I think it's 1988, something like that. Yeah, till when? When is that? Till Tuesday or Wednesday? That is through tomorrow night. Yeah, you're going to have to hurry. Okay, well, my son works close by to y'all, so maybe I'll get him to go pick up one. Yep, 1988 for the number three pot. Perfect. All right, thank you. Thank you, James. Hi, James. All right, 210-308-8867. It always makes me think, too, um, 
how do people learn about like gray water and using it and what they can and can't do and they I, people that talk about it really make it i mean it's just the the be all and end all and it's so easy and you know they're using washing machine water and dishwasher water and they're taking their bath water and their toilet water and they're all they're just going 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 well let's see i gave there was a while there i was given about uh, a gray water presentation about every six weeks oh my gosh and then uh and my articles too um yeah, that was another SAWS initiative. Yeah, I think the biggest use of that is uh, golf courses. Hmm. And they had to get plumbed, and then it's kind of strange. They can't use regular PVC piping. It has to be colored purple. Oh, yeah. Well, that's interesting. So then yeah. I guess if you're digging around it, you know which kind of oh. water you're well, Because, around. you know, I don't know if you remember, but when we first started converting some of the gray water, uh, one of the first things we did... Uh, I was with, working for SAWS, and we connected the uh, gray water from the golf course over there at, uh, oh, by Riverwalk, into the Riverwalk water system. Of course, it was not a, oh. it was not a direct threat, but for some reason, the, the citizens there did not appreciate the, having that... Uh, the gray water in in their uh, oh. water source, but yeah, it's easy. when you're an old, especially if you're an old city like San Antonio, it's not hard to connect some wrong pipes and and uh, and uh, get into it or, or not be able to figure out where the, the, that pipe came from. Even my my yard my yard I think. 60 or 70 years old uh, uh, I dig in there and I find these old irrigation pipes and I, where in the world you know I know I had three different systems here but that's another system you know so so it's a, it's it's one of those issues that people have to be careful about how much of a Savings and an efficient tool is it if I'm going to start using gray water? Gray water? Yeah. I mean, don't they? If you're using your own, it's probably yeah, not that meant. bad. If you're trying to tap into the city, it could be super, oh, no, no. super just, costly to run the pipe. I was just going to run, do my own. Well, it's, uh, it's hard for me to remember, but I think it was about 50%. Oh, really? It's a 50%? Yeah, but, and, and no special... You know, just a basic cost. Okay. You know, it didn't go up when uh, when we were in drought restrictions. It didn't uh, uh, cost more if you used a certain amount. You just. But he, he's wanting to do his own house, though. So the, yeah, the yeah, only, like co- the only cost you, you is like you're hire a have. company to come in and. Uh, you know, you got to be you got to get uh, permits and things. And, yeah. Okay. So you'd have to get that uh, bidded out and see uh, see how much it cost. If you're on, on pier and beam, I bet it would be pretty cheap. Oh, okay. If Why you're not? not, then okay, it probably wouldn't be. Okay. Yeah, the 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 cost is the structure more than the the water. Yeah, for oh, sure. the say. Okay. Well, no, it's just honestly when you hear people talk about it, 
I mean, it just, oh, it, it's, it's so easy to do, and uh, it saves so much water, and I mean, so, okay. Maybe, well, maybe we're not there yet. You could go to plananswers.com. I think there's about 15 or 16 articles on there about the Great Lake. All right. Cool. I will do so. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. All right. Just about, about five minutes left or so. Uh, we want to make sure we're discussing everything for this week. Uh, anything you can think of? Did he alert you to anything? Mm. No. Okay, Throw no. away those old tomato plants, those old tired oh. tomato plants. Oh, okay. Buy yourself some new ones. Okay. Wonder whatever happened to our guy with uh, that was using the old tires for uh, cut ants. We never did get another report, I don't think. Did we? Did he tell us that worked well? Because I have to go get some new tires. And I'm thinking, what can I do with my old tire? You can grow potatoes. Cut the sidewalls out, and you got something to keep stacking up. Sweet taters, too. Oh, okay. How do I cut the sidewalls out? Yeah, you are going to have somebody else do it for you. Okay. Can I... What was it? Uh, Felding... Fel- what was that? Felding's... What was that? Was this, what, is that his last name, or was it his Felder name? Rush? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Fel- uh, Felder with Rushing. The, and with, yeah, with the... Uh, like the... Um, the big old... He, made, he used them for planters and decorated them. I guess he just filled them with soil. Or is he, again, cutting the sidewall out? I think that's what our cut ant guy did was he he made it kind of a so that he could just stick the the, the rubber part that you ride on around the plant and the, the cut ants didn't like it possibly okay I don't know he ain't, we, got, we haven't heard back no we have not heard back so next week you will have to call us and we'll tell you we'll, we'll report we'll get another report on that 210-308-8867. Uh, write that down because not much time left. But uh, So the next time you tell Steve or hear from me, I will actually be a father-in-law. Uh, congratulations. I hope so. Yeah. It's going to be good. Are you excited about you know, when I, I won't say when or where, but uh, will you? do you ever pop into other nurseries in, in other cities and go, oh, Okay, that's a neat idea. Or, I've popped in the ones here pretty regularly. Okay, do you? Okay. Yeah. At least the close-by ones. Yeah. Well, you ought to, ought to do that just there while you're roaming around getting tools and stuff. I might. Just uh, see how they do it. That'll be interesting. Um, let's see. Calvin, what's your article on next week? Is it? What should we look forward to? Can you tell us? Yeah, it's uh, water for the birds. Oh, beer for your horses? No. <laughs> is that the right song lyric? I don't think it is. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's funny. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, emphasis with emphasis on uh, bird bass and the importance of uh, bird bass, the ease of use when, when when there's weather like this. And we have uh, lots of bird baths to choose from here. We do. And uh, fountains. And fountains, too, yeah. So, um, yeah, the one that we have over to our left gets a lot of action. Well, it's actually, it's actually functioning now. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if it's plugged in right now. but I think it was. I think we, I saw we, water. Uh, we cleaned it all up yesterday, and we're going to move it to a different spot of the store next week. Oh, we're losing it? 
The the girls wanted the extra room up here. Oh, the, okay, that makes plans. sense. And most of the time, the kids use it just to sit it's, on while it's they're... It's been there in the same spot for seven or eight years. Yeah, it's been a it's while. It's time to... Okay. Well, it used to be... It's fun, kind of fun to watch the birds in it. Yeah, that's what I... Was. But, uh... Well, I guess that's good. Are we getting another one? No. No. You're going to get some more color plants. Okay. Well, that's nice. Yeah, we're using, uh, losing our desk space, losing our <laughs> entertainment of our rock. you got we're, more functional desk space. We're losing our desk about? space. I didn't know. Yeah. And how about our crepe myrtle? Is that coming back? Huh? What? Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Did I forget something? No. Oh. oh, I can't. LL, is that right? I didn't see that. Or JJ. Sorry, JJ. We'll answer it as quickly as we can. What's going on? Hey, how are you doing? Uh, this is the second time you didn't answer my question, my call. Come on. Hey, Sorry uh, about that. What? what I, there's, a, there's another station, uh, another guy in, in Austin that says, right now is not a good time to plant. I thought this fall was for planting. He said it's too hot. So in my mind, you can plant almost year-round as long as you do the proper maintenance for that plant. Yeah, that, that, that's the key to successful gardening in South Texas is to uh, plant. You can plant year-round, but plant the right, time, right plant with the right preparation at uh, the, the right time of the year. We used to joke yeah. in the old days that you never plant a $5 plant in a 50-cent hole. And uh, it's true. The more soil preparation and things that you do can ensure success. Uh, so spend as much money on the dirt as you do on the plants. Do it right, and you can be very successful. JJ, you'll call us next week. I'm sorry I missed your that, that you were on the line, but we'll get you first thing next week. All right, we'll say goodbye for today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.